What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes. This is a very special episode today. Um, as you can see, it is not just special because we have pretty much our third co-host. He's going to become pretty soon. He's been on here so much. Big Al. Big Al, I will get to you in a second. Liam, I will get to you in a second. I did say this was a big episode today. This is episode 35. I'm sitting there racking my brain. You know, there's there's not a lot going on up there, but sometimes it's still, still tough to find info. I'm trying to think. Mike, who is number 35 that I could possibly talk about that I could possibly bring up, you know, last week we had Shane Vereen, you have Dion Lewis, you have McCordy, you have, you know, Akeem Tlaib, all these people, number 35, the immortal Jonas Gray was number 35. You people might remember this Jonas Gray was on my top Patriots running backs list. Um, I was going to do Patrick pass a legend in his own right, a Patriots legend, at least, you know, but nobody compares to Jonas Gray, Mr. Three Touchdowns. And actually, no, not even three. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the man disservice. Um, basically, just Mr. One Hit Wonder himself. This is the Jonas Gray episode. This is Tuck Rule Tapes. I'm Mike Sullivan. Liam McDade with me, as always. Liam, I know you're doing great. The Celtics are doing awesome. You love Jonas Gray. Al, how are you doing? Haven't talked to you in a while. It's always fun to come on. But now I don't know what's worse. Mike calling the episode after Jonas Gray, a one-game wonder, or the Patriots' free agency lack of acquisitions, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I, I don't know which one's worse at this point. I know which one's worse. Mike, you are so fucking embarrassing. I feel like you're <laughs> you're that dad who just pops in, and I'm, like, there with, like, my date or friends, or you just pop in and say the most obscene shit, play possum in the middle of the room while we're all trying to watch something else. You're just – it is just oh. – Damn you, dude. Oh, my God. Jonas Gray, we're back on this. And, of course, Al hasn't been on since the last episode where we talked about him. What are the odds he comes back for this what one? What a world. I, I almost think this was premeditated because Mike brought this up. He's like, should, should we have Al on this week? Should we have Al on? I'm like, yeah, why not? I guess. A little pushy. But, all right, Mike, if you, if you really want him, now I see your plan. You sly, conniving fuck. Hey, so I think it, every episode we have to bring up Jonas Gray whenever Al's around. I think that those are the rules. That That's fair. In my defense, the last time I asked you guys to come on and you were very gracious about it, and I appreciate it. This time, you guys hit me up and we're like, hey, do you want to come on? So we did. I don't want to hear the blame. Not from you, Mike, because you're fine. I don't want to hear the blame from you, Mr. McDade, because you have been giving me a hard time ever since we before we started recording, recording this episode, sir. Well, 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 how the turntables, don't they, Liam? Hmm. Well, so basically, um, Al, you did say that we want you on. We want you on for a reason. Um, there's a lot going on. You mentioned the Patriots free agency. Free agency is, I think, we're, we're almost three weeks in, something like that. Or, no, we're like, this is the second week and all that stuff. First week, um, Al, you weren't around. Liam and I kind of broke it down. It was really just the first couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. Left a lot to be desired with Patriots fans, a little bit with us as well. Um, you know, at that point, Trent Brown had not been signed. I think the only signings, uh, Liam, was uh, McCordy and Slater. Were they back at that? No, they were. Who who was back at that point when um, when 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 we re- when we recorded last? I don't think uh, that there was McCordy really... was back. Yeah, yeah, McCordy, not Slater yet, right? I believe. No, so... Slater was as well. If not, if one they... of them was back, the other one was back because they signed yeah. pretty close to each other. 
I think okay. they were both back, but we had both we were all over that. We're like, neither one of them are leaving. Doesn't no. matter. We had signed, we had been saying they're gonna resign. We broke that news like a month and a half ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so just to kind of just to run through it, uh, I'm just gonna say who the Patriots have signed up until then. Not their exact contract numbers. We'll get into that if we have to get into that, depending on who it is. Um, but so far, so we had Mac Wilson uh, acquired him from the Browns. We talked about that. That was the other guy they had, Liam. Um, they did yep. get Mac Wilson, uh, Terrence Mitchell corner free agent, um, more of a depth piece. I feel like, uh, Ty Montgomery, definitely a name that people probably know. Cause he was with, uh, green Bay for a little bit, kind also of a dusty uh, that a running back wears number 88. Kind, yeah. Wears, yeah. So. It's weird. It's weird. He's a little bit of like a, like a Swiss army knife back there. Um, they signed Jawan Bentley who, uh, I think Liam and I pegged him as leaving, but Jawan Bentley Big is time. back. Uh, James Ferentz. Offensive lineman, nice little depth piece. Um, Nick cool Folk name. Hero is back. I think that's that's very important. Very nice Folk to have Hero. consistent kicking. Uh, Brian Hoyer is back. You know, the human um, victory cigar is back. Yeah. Super uh, Bowl Matthew, is still a possibility with Brian Hoyer on the very roster. Very much that's, whenever he's around. I feel good. I feel good. Uh, Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, as we mentioned, our Lord and Savior James White is back. Um, thank goodness. And the most recent signee, I think, Yes, it is. Trenton Brown to kind of solidify the right tackle position there. Um, Al, I want to start with you because you said that you were kind of, you, you didn't know if you were more disappointed in my Jonas Gray intro, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> that or or the Patriots free agency with what they've done so far. You like who they, who they brought back, not who they missed out on, just kind of who, who, who I mentioned so far. What are, your, what are your just overall thoughts on that? Everybody they brought back so far. I mean, the guys that they brought back, you kind of expected to bring a lot of them back, right? You expected a guy like Matthew Slater that's been around for over a decade. You expected him to be back. You expected a guy like Devin McCourty to be back because he's been around for about a decade. Those are the leaders, the veteran leaders of your football team. Those are great. It was great to bring Nick Folk back. Do I think that they signed him? It was a three-year deal, I'm pretty sure, for Nick Folk, right? Yeah. I'm almost yeah. certain it was a yeah, three-year yeah, deal. Up, but yeah. Perfect. So I'm pretty sure that was a three-year deal. Okay, fine. You're rewarding him for recent success. Great. The Trent Brown signing, good signing. But I feel like it was because you lost out on, and forgive me if I'm saying his name wrong, Lael Collins or whatever his name is, the guy from Dallas that ended up going to Cincinnati. Because they wanted him and they were very interested in him, but the money got to be too much. With the guys they brought back, they said, you know what? Two years for Nick Polk, by the way. Two years? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two years. Two years. So a multi-year deal. Perfect. So with that, the guys you bring back, you're sending a message that you want that continuity, which is great. But I still think some pieces are missing that you could have gone out outside of your organization to get. Because you and we all can agree. We're talking about we would love a number one receiver, although it's not 100% necessary. We'd love another depth piece on the offensive line, especially after losing Ted Karras and trading Shaq Mason. It's more necessary. Absolutely. Especially for Mac Jones's development, the corner piece. Yeah. You added Terrence Mitchell on a one year, $3 million deal. But like you said, Mike, it's a depth piece more than anything. He's not an impact guy. That's going to come in right away and he's going to be huge. And then obviously linebackers, are they feeling good about guys like Cameron McGrone and Raekwon McMillan and you know, the high towers, not even back. So to me, it seems like it's a situation where, you're content with your younger pieces developing inside the actual organization and getting outside help. And I don't know a hundred percent if that's the right approach that Belichick should be doing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I do. You did miss Ronnie Perkins when you were talking. Sorry, about Ronnie Perkins yeah. too. You're right, uh, Ronnie yeah. Perkins. You're right. You're right. How dare you? Think about the um, future. God damn. So, Sorry, I, I said I said nine out of ten guys. I got ninety percent. Sorry, I Mike. Could, I can see Mike's eyes light up where he's like saying I'm next. No, oh, he must be next. No, it's the like, most important I, guy. Yeah, Al finishes Sorry, the list. Mike. He's Sorry, like self exploding. I, I was I was freaking out. Um, but yeah, so I I want to go back. So so you mentioned Trent Brown. So. What what were you saying? So you think they missed out on? Because I, I, I was just quickly typing in the Nick Folk thing. You, you didn't say who you thought they missed out on, right? Are you thinking? Are you thinking the, Collins they, or who? It was Lyle yeah, Collins. Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins, Collins, the Dallas guy that ended up going yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I think I think that would have been a good one, but I think it was more of um, like that was. I don't know if it was a plan A or plan B. I feel like maybe it was like a plan one A and one B in that sense, you know, because I feel like they were probably talking to both of them and, and it wasn't one of the like, okay, we're going to go after Collins. And if Collins says no, we'll go after Brown or vice versa. I feel like it was just one of those things where it was kind of happening like, like simultaneously. I mean, either way, no matter how it was happening, I'm pumped. Trent Brown is back. Very, very good deal. It's a, it's a two year, essentially it's a two year, $13 million deal that can be worth up to 22 million all through incentives and all that shit. So he yeah. only has 4 million guaranteed. I mean, you signed what I think we can all agree. One of the most important parts of the offense to, to uh, uh, a minuscule deal in comparison to what he can actually bring on the field. Um, that yes, yeah, hold, hold on. Scale of one to ten here for both of you. How important is this Trent Brown signing? Like, if we didn't sign him, how worried would you be? I'd say Al, about an the guess. Uh, yeah, I'd say about an eight. Yeah. No, Trent Brown. Trent Brown's very important. I just want to ask you guys this really quick to kind of piggyback off that. Do you think this Trent Brown deal happens if they get Lael Collins? Because no, I don't. I think probably. See, I don't. I think that. I think it'd be very hard to do a lot of moving around, but yeah, true. But why would you let Trent Brown go take the free agency visit to Seattle if you Mm -hmm. weren't in on someone? If he was your primary option, wouldn't you want to do whatever it takes to get him back into the fold for that offensive line right away? Yeah, yeah, most likely. But that—that's the approach they've had with a lot of people, where they tell them, "Listen, if," and I—I think it's more of a—I think it's actually. They feel the opposite. They probably feel so strongly that they want him and that they're going to get him that it's like, listen, in, in like the it, it, you can't trust what any of these reporters are saying because they've been proved wrong like the whole week. But just the report that was out there is that they told Trent Brown, hey, go see what's going on in free agency. Whatever you get, come back to us. We'll match it or beat it. And I think they probably had the mutual you know, uh, interest, which obviously they did because Trent Brown came back. Um, so I, I don't, I kind of look at it in a way where the Patriots were kind of putting their balls on the table. Like, yeah, no, we, we are extremely confident that we're going to get you back. Now, again, if they happened to, I feel like Collins was like the one B of that, where it was like, they were still talking to him. So if Trent Brown came back with some outlandish deal, they could be like, uh, and then they could heat up the talks with Collins. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, I do agree though, that signing Collins, I mean, signing, not Collins signing, um, signing Trent Brown. I would say that was probably, and I don't, I don't know how either one of you feel. I think Liam, you might feel the same as me. I think signing Trent Brown was probably more important than signing JC Jackson in the grand scheme of things. Cause I think having a solid, uh, a solid offensive line, 
is more important than having a shut down corner. And I put shut down corner in quotes because there really is no shut down corner anymore. It's more of yep. how much quarterbacks throw at you, not taking anything away from JC Jackson. He's great. But yeah, I, I just think that you can scheme a way to kind of shut down a receiver. It's very tough to scheme a good offensive line. We saw that this year when the offensive line started getting hurt. Mac Jones was getting hit a billion times a week. It was week, so you know bad. I mean? The first four games were brutal to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were, uh, they were, they were horrible. But uh, Liam, where, where do you say that the Trent Brown signing is? I mean, I think this is clear cut, like the most important thing. I think I said that when we, me and Mike had our first free agency talk before anyone had signed anything with anyone, we were like, all right, lock down Trent Brown. We thought it was uh, a foregone conclusion that he's coming back. We thought him, McCordy, Slater were all locks to come back. There's no scenario where they're leaving. Because like we said, we traded for him. We're not trading for a one-year rental. Certainly not trading for a one-year rental from a dude who's already been here before. We're not bringing you back. Unless it's like a Jamie Collins, he's just filling a piece. But everyone knows Trent Brown is the man on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Before week four, or what is it? We, he came back in week six or week four? I think it was week six. I it think, was week, I think week six. Yeah. He, didn't okay, play well, in, he didn't play in that Tampa game. No. Okay. Oh, yes. But that week, Tampa was week three, I'm pretty sure. No, it was week four. Okay. Perfect. Well, Saints, whatever. Saints, I clearly, Saints, were, yeah. Saints were week three because I was at that game, and it was horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But the offensive line before Trent Brown came back and after Trent Brown came back, completely different offensive line. doesn't even look like the same team. He's just one of those guys where – He's the, and terrible comparison, he's like the Richie Incognito, like the hard nose, the gritty, he brings the funk. And I'm sure he's a big personality. Seems like he's absolutely hilarious from what interaction I had with him in training camp. But he is clearly the heart and soul of that line. Everyone knows that he is the best player. And the tackle is the most important position in football, left tackle specifically, but right tackle as well. Trent can play both of them. He's mostly a right tackle. They're both critically important. This dude was the most important signing for me. And I wanted to play up J.C. Jackson, you know, big big time player. I love interceptions, like my favorite part of the game. But realistically, it's the boring stuff in football that's most important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that and and just to say how important Trent Brown was, just looked that up real quick. I saw this earlier today. I wanted to pull it up. With Trent Brown, uh, or without Trent Brown, Patriots had 345 yards from scrimmage overall, running, passing, everything. With Trent Brown, they had 365. It might not seem like a lot, but that difference right there from 365 to 345 goes from your 17th ranked offense to your eighth ranked offense. So it was it's a it's a big difference having him. And not having him. And I think we even said it last year. It was like, just wait till Trent Brown gets back. Wait till yep. Trent Brown. That was what we were holding he, on to. If he gets back in the, this offensive line still sucks. Then we'll, then we'll push the panic button. Luckily yeah. our, our hopes and dreams were answered. He came back and the team did pretty well. Um, again, we're not going to talk about what happened after the bye week because we'll never know what happened during that bye week. Um, but it is, I think he is right now the, the best, the most important and kind of the best contract that they've signed too for value wise looking at it. But, um, yeah. I, I, would you, uh, would you have rather had Trent Brown or, or Collins kind of Def- definitely Trent Brown? Yeah. I mean, I, I never really trusted Collins as far as I could throw him and you guys see the size of him. And as jacked as I am, I cannot throw Collins very far. I trust him very little. He's had a lot of off the field issues. Normally I would trust bill to whoop some ass and keep that in line. 
not in some circumstances, not recently. Couldn't do it with Albert Hainsworth. Ochocinco is still a little bit of a madhouse. We cut Randy Moss for a reason. I don't even want to take the risk, especially now when we're trying to build basically a whole new dynasty. I don't want any bad seeds. No one's planting any poison ivy in my garden. It is going to be pristine. I mean, with Trent Brown, right? The, the big thing here, and, and I mentioned it before, is the continuity piece, right? Because yeah. you need – now you have four-fifths of your offensive line back from last year. You have Isaiah Wynn in the fold. You have Michael Wenu. David Andrews is your center. And now you have – uh, Trent Brown is your right tackle. You just got to fill that right guard spot, essentially. And yep. you can even, if you wanted to, if you wanted to upgrade at left guard, you could put on Wenu at right guard because he could play anywhere on the offensive line. That's what yep. Mike was saying last week. Yep, they so, can move him wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So to keep Trent Brown, yes, in that case, as opposed to bringing in a guy to learn the system and everything else again, like even for offensive linemen, they got to learn the offensive system too. They got to learn the gaps. They got to learn, you know, what guy they're blocking down on. So yeah, it is important to have that continuity. Trent Brown's very important. And I, I am glad that they resigned him because when he's yeah. healthy, he's a very good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Patriots, to me, missed on a lot of other places, though. Like letting Ted Karras go, when they gave him a deal, he got outbid by like $3 million or something like that to go to the Broncos. Yeah, to the- that one really hurt. I was like, Bengals, oh, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah, Bengals, not mm. the Broncos. It was like, really? Like, it has to be like that? And we didn't have to trade Shaq. I don't know where that came from. I still don't like it. Leaves a bad taste in my mouth, mostly because we sent him that asshole who's Brett farving his way back in the league. <laughs> it it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth because now we have to fill a position that we didn't have to fill a goddamn month ago. I For the most part, the Patriots offseason has been, you know, classic Patriots. Just re-sign the guys you need, let the guys you don't particularly need go, and let them go fuck up their careers elsewhere. With the Shaq Mason one, though, I'm like – you made, you made a mistake there. It, it it seemed, and again, you know, I, I don't pretend to know more than Belichick, but it is like you kind of look at it and it's like there were other ways to to make cap room. So it's one of those things where I like it just I don't I don't pretend to know what's going on in his head. Like he's Belichick, the Patriots are not in in the business of trading away good players for no reason. So it's like, obviously there's some sort of reason. Will we ever like, no, and not that it's some big like scandal thing, but it's just like, I don't think we'll ever know why he decided to trade him away as opposed to extending Henry or, you know, finding a suitor for uh, Nelson Aguilar or just something, some other way to do something. Um, but, but like you guys said, now the Patriots went from, you know, I saw everybody on Twitter freaking out, you know, if the Patriots were to start, you know, a game tomorrow, they'd only have these linemen. Well, guess what? Good thing that they don't play football this early in the year. Good thing um, it's fucking March. And that, yeah, like, I don't know. And then people being, then, you know, other, you know, the, the local people, like, oh, you know, they really only have three starting linemen. Well, that's not true because no one was talking about Mike Unwenu. No one knew it was going to go on with Trent Brown. And guess what? Now the Patriots just need to fill one hole, which pretty much the norm for the majority of, of football teams right now. And they can do it. They could just move on Wenu. Like you said, they could put uh, Justin Heron, Justin Heron over there. I know he's not, you know, the best. No one loves him, but yeah, you could put him sexy name. You know, uh, they're also trying to get that guy from the Bills. I forget his Ryan name. Ryan Bates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bates. Uh, Bates Motel. So, like, they're trying <laughs> to get him. Um, I think if they get him, that is you. That is a successful. Uh, like, a, that is a very, very smart because everything I'm reading, he's a plug and play guy. You can put him in, not have to worry about it. Um, 
stick sticking with kind of just the overall like theme of this offense of this off season. I wanted to ask uh, Al, you especially, because I know that, you know, you, you pay attention just as much as everybody else has about what's going on with the Pats and everything. Do you think that last year, the last off season, that that kind of not ruined that it, it, jaded it spoiled Patriots fans into thinking that that was going to be the norm because other than that year everything else going on right now is exactly how the Patriots go about it and I know they had Tom Brady then I don't care we still have Bill Belichick and you got Mac Jones so which people for some reason I said this last week people like they have it in their head that now Mac Jones sucks for some reason. I don't know why. I think it, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I Recency maybe, bias. They haven't seen him in a couple yeah, months. They I don't, I, I, have a, I have a, I have a thought on that in a second. Go, I have a thought. I don't that. know. Yeah. So, so I, I want to know what that is. Cause maybe you had, you can shed some light on it, but then also, like I said, do you think last off season, jaded some Patriots or not some a, fa- a good amount of them because now and then you know the talk of the, it was kind of rumored thrown out there the Patriots are going to try to get Mac Jones in number one they're going to get him a number one by the way no one knows what a number one is a number one isn't necessarily a big name a number one because Julian Edelman was a number one here for the long time you put him on another team he's a number two maybe number three Gronk was a number one here for a while he's a tight end you know we have some pretty good tight ends too it's like do you think that all those things combined kind of messed with Patriots fans minds and I want to know what you think why people think that Mac Jones sucks now you start wherever you want had to get myself ready there um I think from from a personal Patriots fan standpoint from the casual Patriot fan standpoint. Yes. Those fans got spoiled because they're thinking, wow, they're just going to go out and get whatever they want. If they need, you know, another lineman, they're going to go get the best old lineman on the market. They need a corner. That's not JC Jackson. Oh, okay. They'll go out and sign him. They need a safety. They'll go get the honey badger Tyron Matthew or whatever. But for the Patriots fans that are like the three of us and like many others on like the couch guy network and in the world, they understand that it wasn't going to be like last offseason. Last offseason, you needed to do all that. You needed a couple tight ends. That's why you got John Smith and Hunter Henry. You needed a couple receivers. You went out and got Kendrick Bourne and Puke, Nelson Aguilar. You went out and got, yes, I did that just for you, Liam. That was specifically for you. I wanted to see your reaction. That's what I was aiming for. Thank you. You had to go out and get other pieces in place. You had to go out and do it. So now you come into this offseason, right? Now I'll admit, I was not expecting them to go out and have another splurge. There was no way they were going to do it. There was no way. No. But, and here's the thing. Here's the key. You expected them. You figured you were going to lose J.C. Jackson. You go out and get Terrence Mitchell, a journeyman type of player. Not going to help you. You knew that you were going to lose some other pieces. You knew that you could use a receiver as a deep threat. Now, you have the draft coming up. Maybe you like one of those college receivers. Um, Olive from Ohio State or John Mechie or Jameson Williams or Drake London or Christian Watson or whatever. There's a bunch of names out there. Maybe he's out there. That's fine. Deep class, yep. It's a deep class, right. But right now, you don't have that number one guy that if you need a third and eight or a third and nine or a third and 11, third and 10, just to fill out all the numbers. Throw it up to Nellyville. If you need a guy, no. If you need a guy, that can get you that first down and get it more often than not for you. Maybe Kendrick Bourne can be that guy. But other than that, there is nobody really. Jacoby Myers, that's not his game. He's a short yard. Hunter, 
I feel like Hunter people Henry, forget Hunter Henry. Henry. Hunter Henry, but what position is Hunter he's Henry play? Yeah, I know, and, and he's, he's a red only zone guy. Tubs. And only that is tubs. the thing. That is the thing. We are talking wide receivers, and I feel like right. a lot of people seem to forget. Not not saying that's what you're doing, but just people. No, I got you. You get so fixated on wanting that, like you're saying, that receiver who you have to game plan against, who can beat you on a third and eight, third nine, third and ten to get that. But it's right. like you also have other pieces. But again, I get exactly what you're saying. Proceeds. Right. No, thank you. I appreciate it. But think about this too, Mike, just to go off your point really quick. If you signed a guy like Allen Robinson or a number one receiver, that can get a guy like Hunter Henry more looks and more opening, especially in the red zone, like we talk about, right? It can open up the field for everybody. But I digress on that. So seeing like all these teams, like the Rams, they just won the Super Bowl. They went out and got Allen Robinson. The Bucs continue to make moves. You have teams in your own division. Buffalo goes out and gets Vaughn Miller. Granted, He's older, but they needed a pass rusher. They went on and got it. Teams are filling their needs. The Bengals filled up their whole offensive line. They signed like three or four old linemen yep. to fix that problem. They needed to do it, but they still got it done, right? Yep. It just seems yep. like the Patriots are waiting for that second, third tier of free agency to make their move to get the, the bargains. Yep. But I feel like if you really think that your team can contend in the playoffs and advance in the playoffs beyond the wild card round, you should have been a little bit more aggressive unless you think this draft is, like you said, Mike, a really deep draft for not just wide receivers, but for all positions. Now, and I'll keep this part quick because I appreciate you guys letting me rant because I've needed to rant about this for like... Get us so much pent up. That's why we're here. We oh, we all have to talk Please. about this because it is a bit... There's, there's, so, there's so much to get out because I got... There's, there's so much to get out. Keep going. Of course. The, so the Mac Jones question, your Mac Jones question, why do people think Mac Jones sucks? My theory is this. What's the one position that's been playing basically ring around the rosy, like it, whatever that ride is at the carnival, like with the horses. Nothing. Carousel. Carousel. Mary thank go you. Round. Come on. Bring yeah. Merry go round carousel. It's, carousel. Been a long day. it's a long day, fellas. It's been a long day, but what's the position that's been a carousel the whole off season. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about quarterbacks going quarterbacks. here, going there. Now, yep. now, now, not only that, right. Think of all the names that have come out. Now I'm not saying all of them are great, but look at all the names that have gone around. Russell Wilson. Carson Wentz, Matt yeah. Ryan just got traded the other day. Yeah. I know. Baker I'm Bayfield. just saying though. I'm no, no, saying, big names, big name. Yep, big yep. names, right? Deshaun yep. Watson. Even though with all the stuff he's going through, the Michael yeah. Jordan of football. Stop it. Just, just move on. Just move yeah, on. He's anyways, anyways, he says these things. I, I know. <laughs> just let him talk. <laughs> I know. He's, he's he, he suspended next. He's suspended next episode. I can make that rule. But anyways, uh, there's a Deshaun Watson joke in there somewhere. <laughs> anyways, somewhere. so the thing is, right? People are seeing these names and seeing all the accomplishments that a lot of these quarterbacks have, mm. and people are saying, you know what, Mac Jones, right? He's a good. He was great in year one for all the expectations. Led the Patriots in the playoffs. Was the best rookie quarterback was in the running at one point for offensive rookie of the year until like week mm -hmm. 16 when Jamar Chase just went crazy. Mm -hmm. So people forget all that stuff and they see all the names and they're like, oh my goodness, there are all these quarterbacks out there and we have this kid from Alabama that's talking about how he shouldn't be eating ice cream, yep. you know, going into next season. Not and exciting. I, yep. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, Mike, I, I really liked Mac Jones even going into training camp last year. I thought mm -hmm. Cam was going to start because of the veteran piece. Yeah. But Still, I liked Mac going into, you know, training camp last year. And I'm glad I was glad he got the job and he had a great first year. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I think people are so fixated on the names and the accomplishments 
that they're not thinking of, they're thinking about the short-term progression and results as opposed to the long-term process. Because Mac Jones has 10 to 15 years, albeit that he's healthy, and albeit that he stays in the win. And okay. Yeah. No, no, that that makes sense. I I, I think, yeah, it, it all comes down to, like you said, just the names you're hearing, exciting names, and then people think of the way that Mac Jones plays football. It's not exciting. Uh, well, I don't want to say it's not exciting. It's not, it's not eye catching. It's not attention grabbing. It's just, it's very systematic. It's fluid. It, it's the stuff that happened. It's, it's the stuff that Bill Belichick loves the stuff that wins you games, but it just isn't flashy. It's just like the accurate passes on time, smart decision, basically what Tom Brady was to start his career. Uh, again, not saying that Tom Brady is, is, or Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that people are saying that I, I won't say it. But if people want to say it, they can. Um, but so yeah, just just going going back to the whole the whole free agency thing, it 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 frustrates me because you hear you hear people say, "Well, well, why don't they have that much money this year?" Well, they spent money last year. Well, that was stupid. Look, they only got to the wild card round. They got bounced out. You know, Johnu Smith sucks. You know, uh, Nelson Aguilar was a letdown. All these players, and it's like you like you can't. If you didn't spend that money last year, you weren't making the playoffs. You weren't going to have a good team. So you can't have it both ways. I, it's right. just like people get, you get frustrated about it, but it's like, this isn't a quick boom turnaround thing where it's like, all of a sudden the team's a Super Bowl team. You know, even though obviously we were saying they were, but we were in our, we were drinking the Pats Kool-Aid last year, which is fine. That's, <laughs> that's, I mean, we're on tuck rule takes. This isn't, this isn't, you know, unbiased radio, but um, it, it just, I feel like people are getting impatient. It, it just makes me kind of do a double take because this is how the Patriots do it. They get their thing. People saying, oh, they're not going to have a number one receiver. Like you said, Al, the draft is still coming up. You have the people there they can get. Oh, they need a corner to, to you know step up for J.C. Jackson. The draft is coming up. People forget that there's a draft. They forget that they still, you don't also, you don't need a shutdown corner. And again, it's nice. Yeah. You want one. And this isn't saying they shouldn't assign JC Jackson. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's not a position of absolute need. It's more of Belichick is going to more be like, listen, I want all good players and my scheme will, will kind of do the rest of it. So I feel like people are also forgetting there's a draft going on. You're forgetting that players are going to progress. John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, if they progress and go into what we assume they should be, they should be the best one, two tight end tandem in the league. Hands down, they we have arguably the best running back tandem in the league with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and, you know, James White is back, who is just, you know, he's just always around making plays. I mean, I don't, I just don't get all the outrage about it. I get that you want a number one run wide receiver. You want the Allen Robinson. You want the Amari Cooper type. You want someone, you want a name that you know. And it's like, but that's, that doesn't always win you games, you know, like the Rams are the anomaly. The chiefs are crazy, but it's like, it, just because you have this loaded, this number one, great receiver, it's like that you still need a team. So like if the Pats went out and signed Allen Robinson or signed DJ Chark or something like that, you're probably not getting Trent Brown. You're probably not getting James white, or you're probably not getting both of them or signing someone else. It's just, it's a, it's, it's a big puzzle. I think I said this last week, 
it's a huge puzzle and you can't just, you know, force pieces in there that don't fit. Not every puzzle is the same. Not every team is built the same. So, uh, Liam, do you think that last year's off season kind of screwed with Patriots fans minds a little bit? I mean, I think, I think it just got them hyped up. Like it was the ultimate, like, you know, steroid boost of being a fan. Like, Every one who supports a team waits for an offseason like we had last year where you're like, okay, sweet. We got the the number two tight end on the market. That's all. And and the number one, that's incredible. And two wide receivers, okay. And those are all big play names. Those are skill positions. Those are people whose names you're going to hear on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. So that gets you juiced up. All that with a rookie quarterback and all the other guys that they added in and whatnot and extended – Patriots fans are beating their chest. They're like, Bill's playing Madden. Oh, my God. They're flipping out and all, all those hilarious comments. He's playing chess. Yeah. And it's like, but it was necessary at the time. Bill right. coaches like he lives. He is a very frugal, simple, pleasured man and will not spend unless he has to. If his roof springs a leak, he's going to fix it. Otherwise, he's not balling out for a killer roof. He's going to settle with the one he's got. We went seven and nine. Bill goes, that's broken. That's unacceptable. That's not the Patriot way. We got to spend big. We got to get back in the win column. Spends big, gets back in the win column. This offseason rolls around. They're like, all right, another one, Bill. Unload on him. Go get Allen Robinson. Trade for DK Metcalf. And they're just, everyone wants everyone. And it doesn't help that Matthew Judon's on there like, hey, you 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 can come over here. I'll take a pay cut. Everybody, everybody OB, and anybody. OBJ, what do you, he's advocating for players that aren't even good at this point. He's like, Kevin King, where are you at? Like, no. He asked for Josh Gordon. Me. Josh Gordon was like, bro, I'm not a free agent. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he's like, awesome. Yo, tell Bill well, I said, what's up? Well, I appreciate that when I want Josh Gordon back too. But so like the fans are getting hyped up and whatnot, but Bill is playing chess when everyone else plays checkers. He's 10 steps ahead of you. To me, everyone wanted Allen Robinson. I, I Let's say that. Everyone wanted a big name yeah. wide receiver for the Pats. Allen Robinson was the biggest name on the market, I'd say. Would you guys agree? You guys both? Yes. Were, yep. So if we got Allen Robinson, you guys would be juiced up. You'd be psyched, mm. right? Yeah. To yeah. me, it almost yeah. To me, it almost felt like a compensation prize because he's good, but like, how good is he? Because he's had Blake Bortles throwing him the ball. He's yep. had. I won't say anything about Nick Foles because he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. But they also had Mike Lennon and Andy Dalton throwing him the ball, and their subpar and Justin Fields, who's a rookie who mostly runs. He has these inconsistencies across the board throwing to him, and he still put up big numbers. So mm-hmm. the potential's there for him to be sick, but it's also. He could be the Michael Carter Williams effect there where he's putting up good numbers on bad teams. I think Bill's just sitting back and going, Hey, we have a quarterback going into his second year. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm going to think long-term maybe he has a sophomore slump. You know, it happens learning process. The greatest quarterbacks have had sophomore slumps. They can't Mm -hmm. always be great. The Patriots missed the playoffs in 2002 when the Bucs went to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wasn't that great in his second year starting. So Bill's like, there's no reason to rush, bust out for a number one wide receiver that we don't know will be any good. So let's be patient. And then, you know, next offseason, an offseason after that, if Cooper Cup goes on the market, 
that's a slam dunk. That's a home run. Will that happen? Probably not. They'll probably keep yeah. him under contract until he's 85 years old and he'll die in his sleep in the stadium, as he should. He's unbelievable. But if somebody like that goes on the market, Randy Moss, then you go get him. Then Bill will go, okay, now it's time to make moves. Other than that, Bill's like, am I going to fork out for Odell Beckham, who's coming off of his second ACL tear, mm-hmm. the, the the risk out risk out weighs the possible reward. The production might not be there. I'm just not even going to bother because our receiving core isn't bad. It's like we, we got some no. yeah, NFL starting caliber guys. Most of them have had good years. Nelson Aguilar, one good year, one bad year. Good years coming up now soon, so he's going to be phenomenal again. I think Bill's just waiting long term he knows we're not going anywhere if anything he's like let's see how this season goes see how far we can get with the cast we got now and then i make the proper accordance down the line and it's only up from here so so real quickly i'm just to that i will say this with last off season yep it was fun it was a lot of fun because you think about it in the first hour who did they sign john smith Yep. Showing highlights. It's like, even I got excited. I'm like, oh, who is this guy? Tell and then I, I, I cut I, diamonds I with my nipples. I was, so I was like, oh, okay. Yep. This dude can run after the catch. That's good. Who do they sign in the second hour? Matthew Judon. He ends up being yep. one of your best defensive players. Who do you that sign on day two? Day two. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. It was 98.5 the sports hub. It was Mark Bertrand, Scott Zolak, and Rob Hardy Poole. And when the show started, they had breaking news. And it was the Hunter Henry signing. And I remember Mark Bertrand going crazy. Now yep. it's like, wow, we got Hunter Henry too. This yep. is unbelievable. This is yep. fun. And then the Kendrick Moore signs all that. Again, I'm not saying that we were expecting that kind of offseason again, but even if you had one or two signings that you're like, wow, like they're really trying to upgrade, then I think Patriots fans would have been satisfied. Yes. And they would have been like, okay, fine. But has like, that ever been the way Bill rolls? Like, no, I don't it think hasn't. He's ever done not that. Not necessarily. Ever. Like, no. T. Terrell Owens was a free agent like six times while. You know, he was playing and Bill was coaching the path. Bill didn't look at him once. But you had Tom, but you had Tom Brady. I know you guys yeah. don't want to hear it, but mm-hmm. Tom Brady helped a lot of Brady. those problems. Yeah, he could. But if you got Tom Brady, a first ballot Hall of Famer, then you're, you know, the results are clearly going to be better. I mean, we saw, we saw with Randy Moss. So we saw we what did. happened. We did. He's yeah. a slightly lesser wide receiver than T.O., but the results were still magical. By the way, also, too, I want to point you – your guys' attention to this. I have the 2023 free agency class for wide receivers. Oh, God. Here we go. We're starting early. Okay. What is it? Who? Tell me. Who is it? The big big one is Tyreek Hill. That's the big one. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. Fall in a ditch. I'm out with him. Okay. So now here's where. (laughs) So Brandon Cooks is a free agent. Yes. Yes. That's all I that's want funny. is Brandon Cooks on this okay. team. That's it. N- all right. Nelson Aguilar, no thank you. Sterling okay. Shepard, uh, DJ Chark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Byron Pringle, Jameson Crowder, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, but that uh, that's not even he'll whatever. probably he'll, he'll probably sign a deal this year, anyways, an extension exactly. with, with the Pets. Right. Uh Deontay Harris, Alan Hearns, Juju Smith Schuster. Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. That name, that name, that name made a move. Okay. All right. And then, so like, here's my thing. There are a few names on here. Like Brandon Cooks, I think would be a great name that you could end up with. I mean, he'd be 30 years old next year or 29. Yeah. 
I still even take so. him. The dude is awesome. Yeah, he's I still take him. Until like, he stops so. catching a thousand yard seasons, I'll take him. If, yep. if Bill Belichick and the Patriots do not land a receiver in the draft or they don't sign one in free agency after April, I think it's fair for Patriots fans to ask, what was the plan? What was your plan? Or do you think that mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, and John Smith are enough with that backfield of Harris and Stevenson and the offensive line? Do you so Nikhil Harry. So I think so. This this is actually this actually leads us into another thing that we kind of wanted to touch on. Liam and I were texting about I think yesterday or the day before. So what I think is going on, I don't think the Patriots are going to have a wide receiver heavy offense. I think what they are going to do, they're going to go back to your two tight ends, two running back sets. The reason I think this is because Jakob Johnson, free agent, not getting signed. His quote from what the Patriots told him, he said. The Patriots have informed me that they will no longer need my services next season simply because they will no longer have my position on the roster. What that means to me, Bill Belichick is going to be, for all intents and purposes, calling the offense next year. That's been the rumor. That's what it is. There's no offensive coordinator. It's going to be Belichick. We haven't seen, really, Belichick completely take over offensive duties. We don't know what he does. So I think... I don't, he doesn't want this number one, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper guy. I think he is, he, he is fine with having your Hunter Henry. I think he's, he is comfortable with what the moves he's made, the, the people he has on his team. Now, don't get me wrong. He'll probably still draft someone to get them and all that, but he's not going to overextend because we have no idea the offense that he's going to run. It may, there's not going to be a real fullback. I think that's why Ty Montgomery got signed because he's going to be in the backfield. as like your pseudo fullback that can also run routes. I think you're going to have more Stevenson and Harris sets. I also think, like I said, you're going to have a lot more Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry on the field at the same time, because for some ungodly reason, Josh McDaniels refused, refused to do that, to have both of them on the field for any extended period of time. I think they were either last or in the bottom three or five with two tight end sets or having two tight ends on there doing things. It's like you have, you got the two best tight ends in the off season, but yet you don't use them as much. So what was going on there? It's almost like Belichick was making these moves thinking like, yeah, like this McDaniels do your thing. When I get a hold of this, I'm going to call the offense how I want. We're going to have John New Smith in the backfield. We're going to have Met fullback. We're going to have Met tight end. We're going to have Met receiver. We're going to have Hunter Henry tight on the formation. We're going to have Ty Montgomery at fullback with John New Smith on the other side of the formation. What are you going to do? That's three tight end size guys running routes. Meanwhile, Damian Harris is running up the middle for another 30 yard game. Like I, I, I just, I can't sit here and be worried about not having a receiver because I don't know what the plan for this offense is going to be. You, you, you know what I mean? Because Jacoby Myers is going to be more of your possession guy, your possession receiver, him and Mac Jones, best buddies. That's great. Nelson Aguilar is still your deep threat. You know, people, he had a down year. He was also hurt for a little bit. I don't know. Kendrick Bourne found a nice little niche in there. He's got his jet sweeps that he's unstoppable with. Um, and then I'm also Funny. sure they're going to, they're going to, they, they have to draft Mechie, right? Like they have to. <laughs> day two signing or day two uh, drafting. I'll take they that. have to. They have to, but if I, they don't, I don't think you can make a draft prediction ever again. No, no, no. Cause it, it almost seems to, yeah, I don't know. 
but it, it seems too obvious now. I'm like, I don't think they're going to do it, but I just feel like this offense is going to look so different than anything that we've really seen. Now I'm not talking, we're going to have rollouts and all these crazy things, but just the, the formations, the types of plays, because I, I just feel like Belichick knows how to use the players on his team more than McDaniels would or any other offensive coordinator. So it's tough for me to get worried that we don't have or get upset that we don't have that big receiver because I just, I can't, I have to believe that Belichick has some sort of plan because he normally always does. Now, does the plan always work out? I don't know. Of course, not all the time, but I don't know. Liam, what do you think? So, and don't make it, make this out to sound like I'm questioning Bill. I would draw and quarter myself three times over if Bill asked. So this is not doubting any ability of Bill's whatsoever. You said that Bill is going to make the most out of his guys, unlike Josh McDaniels. What position are you to say that Bill, who by all accounts has never been an offensive coordinator, Ever when he was on the Giants, he was the defense coordinator. Worked closely with Lawrence Taylor. Always defense. Yeah. Didn't didn't sniff Phil Sims. Didn't sniff the offense unless it was the scent off Lawrence Taylor when he sacked him in practice. That's the only time he had anything to do with offense. Why do you think Bill is going to command this offense better than Josh McDaniels, who won plenty of Super Bowls for us and did it for years? Yeah, because I think Bill Belichick is just. Is just football smart. There's no other, there's no other, there's no crazy thing. I know that McDaniels and him still worked somewhat together. Not Bill wasn't calling plays yeah. for him or anything, but you know that Bill was still obviously yeah, kind of new. Something I said, I said this on. to you last show. Like, you'd be hard pressed to tell me that Bill didn't once go over to McDaniels and go, Hey, let's run this play. And Josh is like, <laughs> You know what? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we like, probably should. Me in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. You yeah, know, but cancel, you know, cancel that last play. There is, there's nothing, there's nothing tangible that we've really seen, at least on the Patriots. I don't know what Belichick did way back when or anything, but just that he knows how to call an offense. There really isn't, but just, I have faith that Belichick is in most cases, the smartest person in the room when it comes to just football. So for me to say that, or, or for me to try to convince myself that, uh, he might still be able to call offensive plays or at least have a very heavy hand in it. I don't see that as being out of the realm of possibility because he's obviously going out and signing these offensive players, knowing what they can do and what they could do in the system. So there is obviously a knowledge there and it's Bill Belichick and he's just a coach of anything. So, you know, coaches have knowledge of both sides of the ball for the most part, you know, the levels of that are different, but I just, I I also don't think that Belichick would be like, I'm going to call the offense in him knowing that he has no fucking idea what he's doing. You know, it's just one of those, it's, it's just one of those things where again, everybody loves to play with it and play with the phrase, but it's one of those in Belichick. We trust if it. It, now I'm not going to blindly trust him. You know, if he does something that I don't really understand or whatever, I'm going to kind of be like, what's going on? Like I, I'm along for the ride, but I don't really know. I just have to believe that if he's going to put himself in the position to pretty much call the offensive plays. There's a reason for it. You know, he's not going to go in there and be like, Hey, let's just see how this goes. I've been coaching for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. Let's, let's, let's just try my hand at this. Fire it up. You know what I yeah. mean? So I don't, I, I just, it, it, it's not like it's just him. You know, he has the tight ends coach in the room too. You know, there's, there's other people for him to bounce his ideas off of and to kind of formulate a game plan. Just, I, 
Bel- Belichick has forgotten more football than I feel like the majority of coaching staffs in the league know. So oh, yeah, it's just I I just have my faith in him. I think he is a football genius. So I feel like he will be able to do this to some extent. Again, is he good? Is it going to be like a 70, 30 split 50, 50, 80, 20? I don't know who's going to be calling more plays or doing what, but I just have faith in Belichick. And that's the part that excites me about this offense. We've never seen Belichick have a really, really heavy hand in the offense. I'm pumped about it. So that's yeah. why it's, it's really just an in Belichick. We trust thing. There's no tangible evidence. It's just, that's my coach. Yep. I ride with Al. Bill Belichick, offense coordinator. Does that get the flag up the pole for you or what? I need to see it. I, I yeah. can't – I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say let me see it for the month of September. I'll give yep. it until mid-October, and then I'll make a better assessment because, like you guys have said, he's been a defensive mastermind. That's how he's won, you know, eight Super Bowls overall, six with the Patriots, I think two with the Giants. You know, that's how he has made his living in the NFL. Defense, 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 which is great. How is he going to be with the offense? Is he going to get John Smith more involved in the game plan? Is he going to stick to running the ball down teams' throats with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson? Is he going to let Mac Jones open it up a little bit in year two, which I'm I'm sure you guys can agree. We want to see that more. We want to see, all right, can Mac win you a game? Because I think – and, and I hate to sound like a Boston radio personality here, but besides maybe the Houston game, what game did Mac Jones really win it for you? Well, he he actually went over this, Houston Liam. I think, I think, Liam, you, you actually, weeks ago, we went over this because some yeah, guy, I forget I who it was, was like, Matt Jones can't win your game, blah, blah, blah. And Liam like went on a tear, ran down the entire schedule. And he was like, I kind of won you this game, kind of won you this one. I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, you want to see him win you a game. I do think that that is a wildly overrated thing to say about a rookie, but I get what you're saying going into year two, where it's like, I do want to see him kind of, he doesn't necessarily have to put the team on, on his back. That's why it's a team. That's why you go out and spend, you know, a record amount last year because you want a team to be around him. But I do also want to see him kind of just take that next step and be mm-hmm. the one who can maybe not win you every game, but be a crucial part of every win. Not saying that he was, you know, a forgetful piece, you know, no. last season. No, no, no. Just, I just want to see it be more. That's it. Just realistically, more. though, was there ever a time that Tom Brady carried the Patriots to the win bef- to a win before? They had like Kembrell Tompkins and stuff like that before it was always like he had pieces around him, just distribute the ball, get it to our playmakers. Bill's like, I'm going to give you a great staff work around this. All the Super Bowls, they won by field goals. Yes, Tom Brady had game winning drives in those field goals. They weren't exactly clutched by Tom Brady. That was great plays by Troy Brown, great plays by Dion Branch, Super Bowl MVP. Rodney Harrison and, made good yep, plays. Of course, yep. multiple so- picks against McNabb. <laughs> right. But like, when he had no one, he had Aaron Dobson. Shut up. He had Aaron Dobson. He had Kimbrell Tompkins. He had Austin Colley. And Danny Amendola got decapitated in the second quarter. So Tom Brady's out there with squids. Then he clutched the win. But that's 2011. That is 11 years into Tom Brady's career when he is out and out carrying the team. So people are like, I want to see this week one. Like, dude, we didn't see this from Tom Brady until his fifth year, maybe. Well, here's, yeah. here's and let me let me clarify something here. Here's what I want to see. You guys remember the Tampa Bay game last year. You remember 
Mac Jones was driving them down the field and then the drive stalled out at the end. Then you tried to kick the field goal, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand, yeah, I understand yeah. you guys perspective. I still think they should have gone for it on fourth and three. Cause I think they would have converted. I want to see if that situation comes again, because, uh, excuse me, I'm looking at their schedule. Like let's say they're playing at home against the Ravens and they're down one or two points and you need a field goal at the end of the game. And you're at your own 25 yard line to start with say the two minute drill. Can Mac at least lead you into a position to win you the football game? That's the next step that I want to see. And if you can do it, then you'll feel great. But if it's Belichick and he's going to be conservative about it, and he's going to try to ram the ball with running it down the other team's throats, then maybe setting up play action. That shows me that he's not a hundred percent confident still in him going into year two. And if it's not going to be a hundred percent, you got to at least have it up a little bit farther than you did in his rookie year. Uh, well, yeah. see, I I want to just just push back on that because I don't think sure. that that means. And I know that 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 was the that was the that was the thing last year was like, oh, Belichick doesn't have confidence in Mac Jones. The team last year was a running team. This year, they're probably going to be a similar way. You know, you don't have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson on your team to just pass the ball just to appease fans. It's like, again, it's all game flow too. You yes. don't know what's going on, all that stuff. But I don't think, I don't, I don't think that Belichick, whether he takes the ball out of Mac Jones hands or puts it in his hands, I don't think that has anything to do with the confidence. I think the fact that he is starting right now, that is the confidence that it is, you know, and, and I get, I can see how it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, you know, he only, you know, they, you know, the final drive of the game, he only threw it a couple times. They ran it, stalled out, kicked it. You lost the game. Why didn't you let Matt go? It's like, because Belichick isn't the type where like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to give my rookie, I'm going to make sure my rookie feels good. I'm going to let him throw. It's like, no, I think that if we do play X, Y, and Z, we'll, we'll win. But either way, like you said, though, Al, I do still want to see him have that drive where it's like, you're at the 20 yard line. You need to get to the opponent's 38 to get to get folk in range. I want to see him drive him down there, you know, mix in passes, throws, whatever it is, but I just want Mac to be a part of that. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the step I want to see. Uh, Liam, sorry. I cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. Just think about the circumstance from last year though. And this was my big argument. When we talked about that tweet a couple of weeks back when some dude was like, Mac didn't actually win you any games. The Patriots had six out-and-out blowouts last season. Six where it wasn't close. Like, if it was another game's length of time, the team wouldn't have been able to come back. We were blowing (laughs) them out so bad. Six out of 17 games were complete blowouts. Three after that were decided by more than 10 points, which is a hefty amount of points. Let's use the Browns game, for example. They scored on the first drive, didn't score again, ever. Let's just say it's a shootout. Let's say it's a firefight and Baker actually doesn't throw a lot of picks and keeps them in that game. Mac was on one, three touchdowns, throwing some of the most perfect passes I have seen since I was birthed in 1997. Just absolutely beautiful top shoulders to Kendrick Bourne, over the seam to Hunter Henry. He's just delivering it. it. He was on one. If Baker keeps that game close, and for some reason the Patriots have to drive to win, there's not a doubt in my mind. Hell, Brian Hoyer threw Jacoby Myers' first touchdown in that game. Not a doubt in my mind that Mac Jones can do that or more. There's just, if the circumstance called for it, if most of the games weren't blowouts, if by the third quarter we weren't running out the clock most of the time, 
he very well could have done that, but we were just killing them. It's a circumstance here, and people are bashing him because he had a great team around. By the way, do you guys want some uh, breaking uh, free agency news? I don't know if you guys saw this before recording. Hold on. I got oh, I no. I got, I got Twitter pulled up. What happened? What is Tell it? Me. Tell me. What happened? Taron Armstead signs a five-year deal worth up to $87.5 million, including $43.37 million guaranteed. Jeez. Not with the Saints. With the Miami Dolphins. Listen, listen. The Dolphins are a cute little team. They're gonna, they're gonna sign, <laughs> they're gonna sign their offensive linemen. He was they're the best tackle have, in football, though. Oh yeah, no, he definitely is. He definitely is. But it kind of, I mean, I mean, when you're when you're protecting a well below average quarterback, it's like I don't know I what like you're Tua. gonna do. Um, see, and it, the thing is, I don't mind him, but it's just people are like waiting for him to take these steps, and like I just don't, I don't know. The Dolphins too, like. That First organization franchise. is kind of a joke now to me, just with what they did with Brian Flores and all that stuff. So it's like, I feel like that's going to lead into him. Good for him. He got his money. He's on a team that at least has some sort of promise, but that, that doesn't, that doesn't, at least that doesn't make me worry any more or less about the dolphins, but good right. for him. I knew that he was going to get a lot of money. I knew the Patriots were well out on him especially just, wanted to, just wanted to break that just wanted That's to crazy it, it happened like it, it happened like before we recorded but it, it's fairly recent it's the biggest i feel that's like i feel like they the dolphins always have like one really good offensive lineman it seems like like i i can't i can't prove that i can't quantify that it always just seems like they always have like one very good offensive lineman surrounded by like a bunch of average joes or like a like a like a schmuck or two but brings me back to the Jake Long days on the Dolphins, but Jake Long, oh, God, loved but um, I loved him. So I, 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 I brought him up before. What'd you guys think of the Ty Montgomery signing? Because when I saw that, um, it's it's tough for me because I, I am a, I am busy all day. I am. In case you're wondering, your Amazon packages that you get at your door, that's me delivering them. That's me. No, okay. Thank you. I am. I am delivering your Amazon packages every Thank single. Thank you for your service. You, you are welcome. It gets, <laughs> it gets hot in that truck. Very hot in that truck. Um, but so I don't see anything. Does. I just, my Apple watch just vibrates an absurd amount. Sometimes I'm like, okay, someone got signed. Someone somewhere. Someone's this. When I saw Ty Montgomery, I like, didn't, I didn't know. I like, didn't have any thought on it. Like to me, it's like, it's, it's cool. Like he's going to be like maybe a gadget piece. Like I said, since there's no, or like, like Johnson says, since there's no more like, prototypical fullback, I guess maybe that's going to be his position. I know Ty Montgomery, like it's a name people know, but I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know what to think. I need to, what do you guys think about Ty Montgomery being on the new England Patriots as a running back fullback receiver? I mean, there's nothing really to think about it. I truly believe unless somebody gets hurt, which, you know, it's football, somebody probably will. But sometimes it doesn't. I don't think he's going to play in case unless somebody gets hurt. I think he's an insurance policy for James White coming off the injury, and that's the absolute most he is. Bill's done this his entire career. I remember he signed Tavares Cadet, my man, the big baller yes. himself from the New Orleans Saints, the same yep. team. He, him and Sean Payton, two great head coaches. He knows how Sean Payton thinks. There are probably plenty of people in Sean Payton's system that Bill thinks he could use. 
He brought over Tavares Cadet. That dude didn't sniff the field. I think he had two catches all year. We didn't even use him. He might not have even got that, but he was a great insurance policy. If somebody went down, we had some dude who can go out there and perform immediately. Ty Montgomery's done that for the Packers. He's done it for the Saints. He's done it for the Jets. He's kind of been all over, and he's just kind of like a proven. He can go out there and play football. You know, he's not going to suck. He's not going to be stellar, but he can go out there and play football. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's just – it's meh. It, it's just – it's a yeah. meh signing. It's like – It is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But it's an like, insurance policy. Wow. Exactly. He might, yeah. He, he might honestly – this wouldn't surprise me. He might get cut at training camp. He could. Could very well, right. well could, yeah. if we if we draft somebody and they ball out, or if JJ Taylor is that dude in camp, like I can totally see him get yeah. cut. They basically do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I I wouldn't. I I, I did want to ask you guys though, because to me it was like, oh, like I like I like him. I think, but like I the don't know that, why that I do. Makes him unique like, is that he he was drafted as a wide receiver. He came in yeah. playing wide receiver for the Packers. Uh, was it the Packers? I forget who drafted him. I think it was I'm, the Packers. I'm pretty sure it was right. Yeah, he, I think so. I, I just know he was on there, but he was originally a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. couldn't create separation consistently enough, but when he would, he would catch the ball. Decent receiver. So they were like, let's move you to running back. I think who got hurt? Uh, Eddie Lacy just got really fat, actually. I think they just moved him to yeah. running back <laughs> yep. instead of a donut eater over there. But yep. so they moved him in and he became the running back for them. And that's what Bill likes. He's like this. He's Cordero Patterson. That's why we had him. He's like, this dude can do multiple positions. I'm getting two positions for the price of one. Let's bring him in. Somebody who's probably going to get hurt. I'm sure we can use him. Wide receiver goes down, put him at wide receiver. Running back goes down, put him at running back. Doesn't matter. It's a just a double trouble insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think. That's that's probably what's going on with him, like a more of a Cordero Patterson type thing. Where yeah, he'll probably get a big contract. Fullback, like if if we cut Jakob yeah. Johnson, that means there's not a fullback in the offense, and that that hurts. That hurts my soul. That hurts my feelings. I it's it's over for the fullback position. There's no yeah. Bill Belichick's fullback offense. There's only three other teams that use a fullback. People were using one because. Bill Belichick and his incredible <laughs> dynastic yeah. offense was using one. So other teams were trying to take from Let's him. Do it. And now he, he's not using one. It's it, I swear in five years, there won't be any fullbacks and I'm going to be widely depressed. <laughs> make, make fullbacks great again. I bought this sweatshirt at the, at the worst time possible. I bought it just in time for the death of the fullback. And it breaks my heart because Bill's going to go out there. Like every other team is going to run the single eye back formation and there's just no need for it. And if he utilizes John U. Smith and Hunter Henry to the max potential, then he'll just use John U. Smith like he did Aaron Hernandez and give him yep. carries out of the backfield, use him as a lead blocker, just like Ty Montgomery, who's a running back and a wide receiver. John U. Smith's a fullback. He's a tight end. Hell, mm-hmm. he's kind of a running back. You could use him as a tackle if need be. This dude's a house. And Bill's just, he loves the multidimensional guys. I think Bill is going to use Johnny Smith like a fullback in this offense. And uh, that's, that's basically it. I could see it. I mean, I could see, it. I'd be happy with it. it too. It brings tears to my eyes. It. Yeah. Um, I, another thing that brings tears to my eyes. I think we have seen, we have seen the last snap that Dante Hightower has played in a Patriots uniform yeah. because so they sure brought yet. back, they brought back Juwan Bentley. Juwan Bentley, kind of a younger Hightower esque type of a player, not smarts or things like that, because Hightower's just been playing longer. But he's more of like your big body. He's not necessarily fast. He can't quite cover that well. He can, you know, 
he can defend the run. He can rush the passer, you know, and then they also have, you know, Cam McGrown, Ronnie Perkins, my boy, you know, they still got Uche back there. They still have, they have the line, their linebacking room is doing pretty well. They're hopefully they draft someone. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like Hightower is going to be the odd man out unless he doesn't get a contract anywhere else, then he'll come back. What what do you actually, Liam? I kind of know. I kind of know where you feel about him. You think the high tower is going to end up coming back? Yeah. Uh, it is towards the end of his career. He's not going to want to start somewhere new. All that stuff. Al, do you think that high tower is done as a Patriot? Which is huge if he is. I, I equate this to like when Teddy Bruschi left, to when Gerard Mayo left, to when Willie McGinnis left. Like just that type of important player to the yeah. defense. What do you think is going on with him? <sighs> You know what? I'm going to be brutally honest. I think his days are done in New England. I just think he's going to look for another opportunity to go to a contender. And especially at his age, he's like, you know what? I know I don't have that many years left. He sat out the whole 2020 season because of the COVID outbreak. So we lost a year there. So it's unfortunate that I think that Dante Hightower's time in New England is over. And he was great, especially in the postseason. I mean, he makes the tackle to save. Super Bowl 49. Uh, he, he he sacks Matt Ryan to turn the tides in Super Bowl 51. Horse fumble, baby. Horse yep. fumble. You know, yep. he played well in Super Bowl 53. Like, he's a guy that when the big moment needed to be made, he made it. But unfortunately now, I think it's a different time. I mean, you saw what Bill Belichick did to Kyle Van Noy. And Van Noy, I know he's not as important as Hightower. Mm-hmm. But he's willing to show that he's willing to get rid of these veterans if it means going younger on defense. So, unfortunately... I think the writing's on the wall. The only way I see him coming back is if he sees Hightower's almost like a, in air quotes, linebackers coach and is playing, but also mentoring the younger linebackers. It's the only way I see it on a yeah. dirt cheap contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be the only way to, I mean, unless some, some team blows him out with some contract, then I feel like he's going to have to come back, you know, unless he does want to go somewhere else, but I don't know if he wants to go somewhere else. Um, I know it is the end of his career. He probably wants to get something, but he does have the super bowl or, you know, he's, he's won already. So it's like, what's, what's in your head. You know, we knew what was in McCordy's head. We knew it was in Slater's head. Slater said the Patriots wanted to be back. That was it. That's literally what he said. He was like, you know, it's not like we were negotiating, you know, multi-million dollar contracts. He was like, it was, they want me back. I want to come back. Let's go. James White said, yeah, the Patriots wanted me back. That meant the world to me. I came back. McCourty said the same thing. No one knows if Hightower feels that same way. If he does, I'm sure Belichick would want him back, but it's going to be at his price knowing, you know, what his play is going to be, how much he plays, if he's going to play that much, what it's going to be. Um, the defense, I feel like right now we're in, we're in the time frame where it's getting younger. You are go- so, so we're really going to see where Belichick's at with drafting, you know, linebackers. He's probably going to have to draft a corner. He's at the safety positions good for a little bit, so you don't have to worry there. But it's just going to be one of those things where now Belichick is going to have to flat, going to have to flex his draft muscles to show, like, yeah, the guys I picked at linebacker. These can be the guys we have for the next four, five, six years. The guys at defensive end or defensive line, Christian Barmore, are guys that I can have for the next three, four, five, six years. Like, yeah. you know, and, and if anybody is even close to what Barmore has done, I think we're going to be absolutely fine because Barmore is a stud. I cannot he, wait to, to see him. Cannot wait to see him come back. Um, you know, I don't, the, the one thing that I thought maybe maybe they could give 
they could give Hightower to maybe give him a little bit more energy. Um, I don't know if it was maybe something that he would want. Um, you know, shocked energy. Now, I don't know if Hightower's heard of it. He probably has. You know, he's he seems to be in, you know, the that game where he would hear of that. Uh, shocked energy, as we know, energy drinks people. Energy, it, we, I am probably, not probably, I am the biggest energy drink guy, energy, just energy in general guy that you probably know. I am addicted to them. Any sort of energy I can get, any sort of legal energy I can get. Shocked energy is one of those things. We always talk about it. Liam, favorite box, watermelon box. We've, we've already gone over that. Watermelon box, the yes. Go to shockedenergy.com, CGSN at checkout. That is 10% off, 10% off, but you still get 100% of the energy. That was a great line. I'll, I will take credit for that. CGSN at checkout, 10% off. You still get you still get all the energy you need. No crash, no nothing crazy like that. Go get it. If you're looking for another way to kind of energize your life up, go hit up some shockedenergy.com. Um, again, I don't know if that would help Hightower come back. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Um, were there any free agents that you guys, because now I, like, I kind of want to just go back to just the free agency as a whole. Were there any free agents that you thought the Patriots should have got, should have been in on, like just kind of before I kind of get like the grades on how everybody thinks the Patriots free agency is done and all that stuff. Anybody that you feel like they should have got that or they shouldn't have let go or just kind of any real critiques, like really just air your grievances about the Patriots free agency so far. I think there's still one right now. And this kind of goes back on what I was saying earlier, but I think he's in a point of almost desperation where it seems like he's kind of cast out. No one really seems to know what the hell's going on here. People are a little trapped in the past with this guy and think that he's a lot better than he is, but he's certainly still productive. And that's Julio Jones. He's still out there, still hasn't been picked up. There have been rumors of Julio to the Patriots, his entire Falcons career yep. goes, goes to the Titans. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't spectacular. He wasn't the Julio that we knew. But I also think Julio, when everyone was talking about how he was the best receiver in the league, even then, I think he was slipping. He was a little subpar compared to the best receivers in the league. Now, more than ever, is the time for Julio to up his value, to go to a team that will utilize him and have success with him, even if he goes to the Patriots and if it's an offense, like Mike said, where we run the ball, most of our passes go to our slot receiver, our tight ends, or James White out of the backfield. Julio's still going to get some balls. He's still going to win. And if you are a part of a winning situation, other teams are going to look and go, he was a puzzle piece and a team that won more than we did. We can use that guy. And a lot of teams will overpay for him. I can see him coming to the Patriots cheap deal just this year. We might not win the Super Bowl, but he comes and gives us everything that he can. And we don't exactly need him. So if he's still hurt, he's out, then hell, we're going into the season or we're playing some games with the receiving core that we thought we had. Now, if he plays, then he kills it. And another team's like, now nah, we'll give you another big bag. He had a resurgence. He clearly showed he can win. He, he's better than he was in Tennessee. And they'll give him an overpriced deal. And then he'll probably retire a year or two after that. I would love Julio. Love. Jones. Of course. Julio Jones it's, it's a big me. game. It doesn't that blow is me away, though, because he's not that great anymore. See, I don't even think I, – I, I just don't – I think the the odds of getting that name that's going to be like the guy that is like, you know, uh, a higher top-tier level, 
It's not happening. So I think what we're going for is your veteran, your really good veteran or a rookie or probably both. Yeah. Julio you Jones to AJ me, Green? He's a glorified one, AJ Hey, AJ Green. Julio Jones to me, one year. I don't care what he has left. You can milk one year out of him. Or I'm sure Belichick can, or the Patriots can, or the offense can. You don't need to sign him to this crazy deal. It's a name. At, at the very least, it's a guy you put him on the field. The the defense has to account for. Him. You know, it's one of those things where it's like they go on the field. It's like shit. Where's Julio? Because we got to know. Because at any second, we know what this guy can do. Even though he's you know a little bit you know on the edge back nine of his career, which he certainly is. Julio Jones, I would love that. I also think that that would kind of soothe the Patriots fans who are looking for a, a, a big name because Julio Jones is a humongous name, big receiver, big, big weapon. Imagine Julio Jones and Hunter Henry in the red zone. No stop. Oh, like track I team don't... and a, what's the jumping event? Ridiculous. The high jump, high jump, the, yeah. And the high jump. Al would, would Julio Jones, for you, I know you can't speak for other Patriots fans. For you, yeah. would that move the needle for you? I know not as much, but what what would Julio Jones do for you? What would your what would your instant reaction be if all of a sudden you were like Julio Jones signs to the Patriots one year, four and a half million, two million guaranteed, blah blah blah? I would I would nod my head and be like, you know what? All right, there's something here. They're actually looking <laughs> at wrong. something. They're, they're actually thinking, okay, maybe there can be something here. Maybe this is a guy that you sign him for one year, you know, Mac develops a relationship with him. And then you look at the next free agency class next year. Now for me to answer your question that you asked Liam, so I'll answer it really quick. I mean, I would have loved Allen Robinson here because they, you Mm -hmm. know, I know that's a kind of a vanilla answer, but it's an answer that I think a lot of Patriots fans wanted. And supposedly they did their homework extensively on Allen Robinson. So that stinks. One guy that I would have liked to see stay here. And this isn't a name that not everyone's going to say, but Ted Karras. I would have liked to see him be here as a yep. depth piece on that offensive line. But Cincinnati gave him the money. Good for him. It was one of the first names I thought of, too. Yeah, exactly. Go protect Joe Burrow. Like, Joe, do your thing. You've got the bag. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But that's one that I would have liked to see them keep around. J.C. Jackson, I mean, I'm kind of so-so. Like, if they kept him, great. But if you're that confident in, like, Jonathan Jones and, and the draft again, we keep talking about the draft then do it. Then fine. Great. But I would say letting go of Ted Karras was the big one for me. Not getting out Robinson. I was like, uh, all right, not great, but okay. And yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see if they, with this second wave and then into the third wave next week, what's going to happen. Will they make a signing that everyone's like, wow. Okay. Here we go. This is what you said. It's kind of the back nine. Patriots are shopping discount right now. They're looking in the the canned goods that have been dropped on the floor and they're discounted price now. So that's what he's looking for. Literally. It almost makes too much sense with uh with the Patriots situation because me and Mike, Mike's a huge AJ Green guy. I'm an equally uh, maybe slightly less AJ Green guy. Like We're a, both yeah. very big, but back in his prime, would have eaten that shit up. There were rumors of AJ Green to the Patriots all the time. Year in and year out, Patriots would put together a trade package for him, send it over to the Bengals, and they'd turn it down because he was basically their franchise. Him and Andy Dalton would, you know, get weird and whatnot. So we were not able to get him then. Bill was holding out and holding out and holding out. Eventually, he'll become a free agent. Maybe we can get him then. And now he's a free agent, but he's you waited too long. He's past his prime. The shelf life has expired. If we brought him in now, it just wouldn't be valuable. 
instead of making that same mistake with Julio and letting him go and letting him go and letting him go. And then the, not this off season, the next time he's available, you're probably not going to want him because he's definitely not going to be as good as he is now. Just pull trigger while the shelf life is still there. Like Mike said, you get a year out of him, get something. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, Julio is, is, is number one on my list just because I, I refuse to believe that he doesn't have one good year left in him. A name that was, was all, all the rage for a little bit, then kind of fell off because, you know, you haven't really heard his name at all. Uh, really all you've heard from his team is that they traded away the quarterback, Tyler Lockett. Still, I, the, it, it came out that, the Seahawks were fielding calls calls for him. What happened to those calls? Why did nobody trade for him? He has a $3 million cap hit this, this season. Nothing crazy. 9.3 million or 9.7 million next year. Still nothing crazy. Tyler Lockett. I feel like would, would you guys be more excited about Tyler Lockett or Julio Jones? Al, you take this one. That's tough. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with neither, and I'm gonna say this: on that same team, why haven't you called about DK Metcalf yet? Why haven't you just made the call and just see what it would take in an offer to get him to mm-hmm. come to to come to New England? Because he, there's no mm-hmm. way he's gonna want to stay there. With the uncertainty of quarterback, unless they know that they're gonna go get like Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else. Like, why haven't they called about him? Which I doubt curious. they are. Yeah, I, I doubt they are. That's kind of the rumor. Like, the rumor is that the Seahawks are kind of in rebuild mode right now. So what I what I I was ju- I just thought of this. With, with all these players who could potentially be available for trade and all that stuff, do you think the reason you're not seeing it now is because they're waiting to get closer to or maybe on draft day where it's like, listen, I want to get these teams when they're at their most, you know, aggressive. Like, because right now, what the Patriots would offer the Seahawks right now probably isn't exactly what they'd offer them day one or day two of draft day. You know, if they come up and, and right now the Patriots are like, listen, we'll give you, um, you know, we'll give you a second round pick for uh, DK Metcalf and like, you know, a sixth or whatever happens to be both of that. They're like, no, 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 we don't want that. Draft day comes around. Seahawks, you know, answering phone calls. Hey, New England, you know what we're gonna pick soon. You know, did you want anything? What do you think? Patriots might say, ah, shit. Will you take a will you take a one for DK or something like that? Because you don't know what how it's gonna like. Right. No one knows how the board's gonna shake out. I I'm starting to think that a lot of these players who people thought were going to get traded, they're not getting traded yet because it's gonna happen closer to draft day or even on draft day. Cause I feel like that's when those trades are going to happen. Cause that's when teams are going to offer the most. So kind of like when the Patriots, cause the Patriots got Wes Welker by trading him, uh, by trading picks for him. Right. If I remember correctly, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was Welker. Um, so I, I just, I, maybe that's, what's going to happen. I would love to see Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. I like DK Metcalf a little bit better, a little bit more just because like your big playability. But um, I, I just feel like the more, with Julio Jones, the more receivers gets that get signed before him or the less we hear about him, the higher the odds that he'll land in New England because players are receivers are signing all these other you got yeah, Corey Coleman. These guys are, are signing all these other deals with different Corey teams. Coleman went somewhere. Yeah. Why has it or something Coleman? I'm pretty sure it was Corey Coleman. I'll double check. But why hasn't. Why hasn't Julio's name been brought up or why hasn't he been traded right. at all? You know what I mean? And it's like, right. I, I, I hope 
that the longer it goes on, that bodes well for the Patriots. If they're even looking at Julio Jones, yeah. I don't even, no one even knows if they are, but you have to assume they're at least kicking the tires on them. So I think that as the weeks go on, you'll probably see the Patriots do a little bit more. And hopefully that puts Patriots fans minds at ease because I don't think taking everything out of it, I don't think the Patriots needed to make a shit ton of moves. If we're, if we're being honest, what they've done so far, they've solidified their core veterans that are important. I mean, shit, they re-signed three captains pretty much like yep. in, in McCordy Slater and James white. So you have, you have the, the, the atmosphere, you know, the Patriot way you have that still in the locker room. You have the foundation. You have your building pieces at almost every position. If you're looking at it other than wide receiver, but you can count Jacoby Myers there. If you want, you got running back, you're building people there. Offensive line. You, that is fine. You know, you're good there until next off season. Deal with that. Then bill will draft people, find diamonds in the rough, whatever defensive line. You got Barmore. You're getting people. You, you might sign Trey flowers. I would love to have him come back linebacker. You got a shit ton of young people there. Corner, you're going to have to draft some people. Safety, you're all set. So I don't, this, this attitude that I see where it appears that past fans are like, the sky is falling. We missed out on all these people. The Patriots are interest kings. They're not signing anybody. They're just interested in everybody. They're flirting. They're not pulling the trigger. They're blue balling the fan base. And it's like, I don't, I, the Patriots are doing their due diligence, due diligence on everybody. They don't have to sign these people that they're missing. It's like anytime you see any player get signed, it's like, oh, geez, I, I would have thought he would have fit well on the Patriots. It's like, yeah, of course he would have. But yep. like that doesn't mean like they need him. And you also got to look at cap space. The Patriots are going to need if they keep all their picks right now, they're going to need right around three million dollars, a little less, I believe, to sign all of their draft picks. So they're going to need that money somehow. So unless they trade some away, which I'm sure they will, like they still have to have money to sign things and fill other holes. So it's like, I know everybody wants the number one receiver, probably going to be drafted. You're going to have to go another year without that Allen Allen Robinson type, most likely. But I just, I kind of overall looking at it and my final thought on the Patriots free agency, it's not all doom and gloom. I know that people feel like we lost out on a bunch of people, which Technically, yeah, we did, but it doesn't really mean anything because this team went to the playoffs last year, which I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, playoffs, blah, blah. You went to the playoffs playoffs with a rookie quarterback with with a young group of people. Like, let's not act like we're the we're the lions trying to build ourselves up from the depths of hell. Like we we made the playoffs. Of course, we lost. We all understand that. But like. There's still really good players on this team. And I just feel like so much time has passed that Patriots fans are forgetting that. And it it goes back to the Mac Jones take where it's like, people are just forgetting Mac Jones is really good, really good. Like, sure. He's not as athletic as Justin Fields or as exciting as Mahomes, or he can't run like, like Russell Wilson, or, you know, he doesn't do, you know, he doesn't get as many massages as, you know, other quarterbacks, but like he does so many good things though. He's accurate. He's on time. He doesn't make mistakes with the ball as much. Like, let's just let this team grow instead of being like, oh shit, we got to infuse a bunch of talent in there. It's like calm down. Like this team is fine. All these holes, these perceived holes that you think they're not holes. They're just things you want the team to do. 
They're not things that they need to do. Now, that being said, they need to, they need to do something at cornerback. They also need to do something at offensive line. <laughs> and that's a great point. So, Stefan Gilmore's still on the market. Any interest there, boys? Does that, oh, uh, of course, yeah, but that get you fancy? Of course, if but he, I don't know if they're going to do it. If he yeah, wants to come back, yeah. If he wants uh, to come back. he ha- Reportedly, he has no interest from anyone. Not one person has reached out to him. Not one. Imagine if Bill calls him like, hey. Hey, this is awkward. Hey, Stefan, it's me again. Uh, just seeing if you want to come, you know, run it back. You know, I know things didn't end well. Uh, you know, no hard feelings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no hard feelings. You know, it's all up. business, all this stuff. I mean, you know, maybe, you know what they got to do? They got to have Matthew Judon call him, not tweet him. You got to have Matthew Judon call him. That'll, that'll be the way to do it. But um, yeah, I, I, th- I think the draft is going to is going to surprise people. I think that they're going to draft. I think they'll draft high on defense and I think they'll take a receiver in the second round or second day and, and go from there. But I kind of gave my piece on free agency so far and my, my gripes with, with everything. I'm, I'm relatively fine with how they've gone so far. I think if I had to rate their free agency right now, Signing Trent Brown to me gets them to a B minus. They were at a they were a little lower to me, but the Trent Brown thing is I don't I can't overstate that to solidify your offensive line, save for one position, but you still have guys there that you can plug and play who were there last year. To to have a solid offensive line behind a second year quarterback, priceless. I put him at a B minus. Whoever wants to go next, what do you just overall thoughts of the Patriots free agency so far? And I would like a letter grade. Al, if I can get that. Hit, hit us with that letter grade. Nothing you're not used to, Mr. Sir. Oh, yeah. Very, very true. All the letter grades. Um, I, Whole lot of Fs. Looks not, like an Irish really. looks like an Irish person's vocabulary. F this and F that. <laughs> F the F F. Surprisingly, not a lot, not a lot of Fs, surprisingly. Really? Um, I guess you're teaching them well. That's saying. That's saying. <laughs> uh, I think personally, wait for the second wave. As of right now, I'm going to be a little harsher. I'm going to give him a C. I think a C is a fair grade. It's not something where it's going to blow you away, but they're making necessary moves. Now, I think they can earn up to a C plus or a B minus if they make a couple more impactful signings they don't have to be big names but they have to be able to come in and help plain and simple so i'll go with the c impactful that's the that's that's the word that i like with that it's just make moves that make a difference exactly uh liam what do you got let's <sighs> crack the neck here you know bust the knuckles out okay so i'm gonna give him an a and huh? It would have been like an A plus if they didn't trade Shaq Mason. Huh? But yeah, I know. I'm giving him an A. You know why, huh? Al? Because we could roll out there with the raggedy ass cadets. We could gather anyone up from any local pub anywhere and beat the 49ers handedly if Bill's coaching. Did, did you fall at the gym on the squat rack or no, something? No, absolutely not. I don't squat. My ass is pristine. No need. It's like I don't do <laughs> leg day either. My calves are stunning. I don't need to do those either. They're just, I came out the womb prepared for those. There's, We've seen this before. Bill is going to take the most no-name, the most jackass. People are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? We saw Christian Wilkins 
nearly go for three tubs in his only game. He's still on and the then, team, baby. Christian Wilkerson, let's team. go. We never saw him again. He can do that. Bill can take people who are irrelevant and make them stunning. So I have no doubt that there's going to be some jackass that's probably on the roster right now. If not, I'm sure he'll be signed. Hell, I can see – is it Terrence Mitchell from uh, yep, the corner? Yeah. From yep. I can see him becoming the next lockdown, shut-up corner in the league. It, Who knows? Stuff like that just doesn't surprise me anymore with Bill. I swear to God, he could get a arm and leg amputee out there playing football, and they would record seven picks and lock it down. He's just on a different level of coaching. He will get – anyone and they will play an exceptional level and until i see otherwise you know i just trust them god whatever, damn it do i trust them whatever patriots kool-aid you're drinking i want some because I you're, am. you're on something not god. only am i drinking it i'm doing what to does with popcorn i'm just pouring it all over my face just dousing myself in this stuff my point is Yeesh. if they if they Shaq Mason was the only thing that chapped my ass the wrong way because we just created an extra problem that we didn't need. Do I have doubts in the offensive line? Not anymore. We got Trent Brown. And now we just yeah. have a bunch of dudes who started when Trent Brown was out that are just going to fill in. Were they great? Not particularly. Now they have the anchor. They'll be fine. Our, our receiving core, better than most. Top half of the league, I would say. Quarterback, give them another year to develop. I see no reason why anyone should have any doubts, any gripes, anything. There wasn't a free agent out there that was really worth scrounging for. DK Metcalf's a free agent. Next year when Tyreek Hill's a free agent, they don't make plays with those guys. Then I'll come in here and I'll be the angry teacher that I'm sure you have to deal with, Al, where I'm like, D, D, D. But right now, <laughs> right now I'm giving them a fucking A. Hey, a. listen, I, I can't. The, uh, the Patriot honking me agrees with you. They've done nothing bad. They've done nothing. They've they have they've filled holes. They've done what they can. It's a, this is a normal Patriots offseason. Patriots fans, do not worry. Bill Belichick has a plan. He knows what he's doing. The draft is still coming. Hold your horses before you freak out. Chicken little, the sky is not yep. falling. Do right not now, worry. Bill Belichick's Things playing going for the well. 2025 offseason. He's not he, worried about this one. Exactly. He's so many steps ahead. He's not even playing the same game. Um, but to to recap. Al has them at a C, a straight C, right? That's where you were at. Yeah. Liam's got him at an A, just a regular A. Flat out A. Flat out A. I got him at a B minus. Um, now, if they go out, we'll see what happens next week. We'll we'll grade them again, see what's going if on. They get Julio, then they get an A plus plus plus. Oh, if they get a Julio, they get like yeah, yeah, they get they get all the grades. Um, now, flirting. if if the Patriots do make some crazy signing, we will have like probably like a quick emergency episode. Like if it is some like huge thing, yeah. but otherwise next week, same time, same bat channel, same bat place everywhere. We will be there. Tuck rule takes for big Al for Liam McDade. I am Mike Sullivan. This was the Jonas gray episode of tuck rule takes. Hope everybody liked it. Hope it lived up to the legend. That is Jonas gray, um, future hall of famer in my book, already a hall of famer in my book. Uh, like I said, tuck rule takes, we will see you next week. We are out.